Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The secret to visibly firmer, summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil. Clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dull, dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Rich yet never greasy, Andaria Algae Body Oil is formulated with sustainably sourced seaweed to help replenish the skin's moisture barrier and seven nourishing active botanical oils for results you can see and feel all over. The best part? It's signature scent. A blend of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. This all-natural scent is unforgettable. Everything Osea makes is clean, vegan, cruelty-free, and climate-neutral certified, so you never have to choose between your values and your best skin. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at oseamalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code GLOW. Hello, good evening, and a very warm welcome to the Gallant View Rangers podcast here on the usual Thursday night slot for the Half Eight live stream. My name is Colin McDuff, and I'm delighted to be back in the hosting seat for the live stream. Um, joining me to hopefully preview a good old sheep scalping on Sunday. First of all, joining us from the continent, Davey Tomlinson. How are you, Davey? Yeah, fine, thanks. Looking forward to the game on Sunday. Uh... Hope it's uh, as good, uh, not not like the, the the game last game at Pataudry where we left it to the last second. Hopefully, we've got the game over long before then and uh, moving on. I know. Hopefully, hopefully it's a good old scudding um, because Rangers leaving it late um, and even leaving it to the last ten minutes like they did last week. Um, that's giving me more grey hairs than what I need right now. Also joining is representing the young team, Andrew. How are you, my man? Yeah, I'm good, mate. Uh, looking forward to maybe another Rabbi Matondo mania running wild on the Sheep Shaggers this weekend. Um, let's, let's, I'm hoping hoping for the same. Oh, I couldn't believe it. I was in disbelief when I actually seen him appear on on Sunday. Never mind getting assist. I never um... doubted the boy. Never doubted the boy. <laughs> Never in doubt. And also joining is um, also for his second pod of the day, also the, the two Davies. Uh, two pod Davies, so I'll be calling you as Davy Pollock. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, lads. I look forward to Sunday. I'm hoping that uh, I, I would take uh, the, the last game again because that was a dagger to their heart. The pain was uh, <laughs> was so sweet. <laughs> uh, and 
Of course, last but not least, the most important people of all, welcome to the listeners and everybody getting involved in the live chat. Um, good to see all the regulars as always. As always, get your comments in and we'll chat through any any questions or any big comments you've got as we get through the pod. But let's get right in it, gentlemen. So, um, David, I'll start with you. Looking ahead to Sunday, um, how are you feeling in general? Confident? Um, are you, well, <laughs> I'd like to think um, you're, you're not worried about a tip to Aberdeen. Even though we do we do see Aberdeen play their cup finals against Rangers, but how do you think the game will go on Sunday? The biggest worry for me is injuries, <laughs> to be honest with you. I mean, football-wise, we, we, we shouldn't be worried about Aberdeen. They're, they've certainly improved since the new manager came in. They're lying third. But if, if you remember right, going back through the season, we've, we've been great at beating the team that was third. <laughs> Hearts took over, then the other team took over, and every time we were playing the team that was third, and we kept beating them. So, but Aberdeen, I mean, we shouldn't... Uh, and seemingly, they've lost their best player. I mean, they're, they're, they're all crying now that, that uh, Mr. Mr. Shinney isn't going to seemingly he's such a nice person uh, that he wouldn't do things like like get red cards. And uh, so that's uh, I was I was looking at the manager's pep talk today, and uh, no, I could couldn't believe the, the Shinney red card and. Uh, it's it's, it's a, a great honest club we play for. Uh, we represent, and there's there's no way we would do such things. Well, I think the 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 forgotten about the other things uh, that that's been going on in the in the past, uh, where uh, where where the, the the supporters sing about still all these years after breaking uh, uh, Ian Durant's leg, and and yeah, for me it's a scum of a club, and not 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 the the great honest club that the manager seems to think they are. Ah, it's um, a special type of scumbaggery uh, to be doing that kind of stuff. And not to um, kiss our own arses, um, I think we do that too often, uh, but the interview with Graham Roberts um, landed on Wednesday, um, available to everybody now. His disdain for Aberdeen, by the way, even after all these years, um, that was... Uh, Hatred doesn't usually warm my hearts, man, but I had the fire in the belly listening to him speak about Aberdeen, and quite rightly so. Um Andrew, uh, obviously you are, um, you know, you're leading the charge for Matondo Mania, as you said. Um, that's, it kind of leads me into the biggest talking point that I want to get through tonight, and it is the starting lineup. Um, on Sunday, the when I was oh, Saturday, sorry, I, I was live tweeting for Ibrox, and the, the lineup really split opinion with the support. Um, there was a lot of people wanting. I don't know if they were wanting maybe six, seven young guys um, and just to freshen up something different. A lot of people were saying that's the best we can do, providing what we have with injury and we need to build up a bit of momentum. Do you want to see wholesale changes for Sunday or would you be would you be mirroring, mirroring um, the lineup to Saturday? Well, I said before the Sitman game that I didn't think it was a game to make wholesale changes because Sitman would have been right up for it and I was. I was unfortunately I was proved right for a section of the game because um, someone were bang up for it and they, they certainly put the ball in the net more times than we'd like to see. Um, it's, it's something you can expect from Aberdeen as well because, as you said, their cup final is always against us, um, so they will be bang up for it again. Um, they're, they're doing a wee bit, of, uh, playing some good stuff under the new manager. Um, 
well, their, new, their, their interim new manager essentially was there before. Um, so I'm sure they'll be looking to try and get one over us and try and close the gap to second. They're only 29 points behind. I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll be right in the charge for second place. Um, I think as long as we can you know, nullify their, their so-called superstars, your Milovskis and your Dukes, then I think we'll be fine. But um, I think we'll just keep it the way it is, especially when we're going into the split now. And with the cup um, to go, I think we need to just kind of keep a, keep the foundations um, strong and uh, same every game, essentially, um, to make sure that we're hitting a rhythm ahead of that the, the cup game against Celtic. David Park, um, I'll, I'll probably get it to David's opinion on this. Um, the, in terms of the starting lineup on Sunday, obviously we've seen John Lundstrom come back into the middle of the park for the for Ninja Ryan Jack um, short corner there. There's no update as of yet where Ryan Jack if he's going to be uh, ready for the game or not. Any issues with John Lundstrom facing Aberdeen on Saturday or would you be changing anything for what we've seen in the midfield? I, I don't think it'll be a million miles away from, from St Mirren. You know, I think if if he needs if he can't get Ryan Jack, then Lundstrom will probably play. I think, you know, they, they will be physical as as they are and as they always are, you know, when, when we turn up there. So uh, I think lunch one of Lundstrom's strength is that he will not be bullied off the ball. So maybe uh, I, I think John Lundstrom will be. And I don't think it's going to be a million miles. It may be a tinkering to the edges. The, the, the question over Matondo, you know, is Andrews, you know, maybe there's a, give the guy a chance. Let's see, see what he's got. But I wouldn't be straying too far from from the, the side which is uh, going to Hamden the following weekend. So just uh, all eyes on Hamden, really, and, and, and I would see the game in, in that light. So it would be... Uh, and I'm sure Michael Beale will as well. It will be... Because uh, in the league, it's a dead rubber. So I think it's no injuries. As David said, just get through it, uh, get the VIN, and get a bag of chips and go home. So that's pretty much the, the mission on Sunday. David T, um, the, I'm, I'm going to ask you about the midfield um, and I'm not saying Lundstrom has done enough to redeem himself, but I can't quite get the hype of why people were, were slating him on Saturday. I don't think he was the worst player. Um, is there an argument to say that he's, he maybe can fit into a midfield alongside Nicola Rashin and Todd Cantwell providing Nicola Rashin and Todd Cantwell continue to do the things which they're doing and making them making us all fall in love with them. Mute, mute, mute. <laughs> we nearly go through it. We nearly go through it. Um, I I just think um, that Lundstrom, it, 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 it just gets so deep, and that that's my problem with him. Uh, it, it, I mean, he, he ends up playing in between the centre halves, really, and it got got that bad that the the, 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 the well, I don't know whether it was meant to, to to happen actually, but obviously when they took off Davies, I think he actually took over it, it, it's sort of a centre half, and that that's just my my whole. Uh, I mean, I always think he's a great player. If Aberdeen go and and sit behind the ball. Uh, sitting their own half the way they did at Ibrox, uh, then it'll be great having Lundstrom there because Lundstrom can can uh, play without any pressure and and pass the ball about his ten yards and no problem. If Aberdeen come out the way they come out 
up at Petaudry the last time, where they got all over us, then you'll see that Lundstrom will crack. And that that's that's my my, my problem. And if he doesn't, then fair fair dues to him. But that's the way I've I've sort of witnessed it in, in the times that I've watched him. That as soon as as long as he's got plenty of time to 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 pick his passes, uh and and then he's great. But as soon as he's put under pressure, then uh, then he just falls apart. And that's the way I see it. And, and uh, as for Ryan Jack, sorry, Colin, just just go on. Ryan Jack, as I say, said before, he on his game, he's one of the best players at the club. Uh, whether I would play him up at Petaudry, I don't know whether he's fit again or not, but whether I would play him up at Petaudry, uh, I don't know, because I would prefer him to be in the cup final. And I think the, the, the cup final is the most important thing to us just now. And I'd obviously see a fit Ryan Jack. Playing in the cup final or cup semi final, sorry. As I was about to say, you're getting ahead of yourself there, eh? That's, yeah. um, uh, you, you've been on the phone to the referees and you've got the result already on your on your bookie slip. Uh, that could have cost me seven million to pay the referees. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we're now charging a pound a month for the Daily News show <laughs> <laughs> to bankroll the SFA. Um, and the final word on the midfield, um, in particular, some. Uh, it's, I was quite frustrated watching him on, uh, on Saturday because, again, he's... I, I don't know if frustrated is the right word. I think he might be more of a secondary player going forward. Um, I think the outlier he had in the running the Europa League uh, final last season, he, he was dominating the midfield, but I'm now starting to think that's maybe not his game. I think maybe we do need somebody like Jack or Rashton to come in and just, you know, be that number eight, have a bit of energy. What Lundstrom does do quite well is allow the other two to play. Um, it's just at the press conference in, in Saturday, the question was posed to him, like, do, does he see himself there long term? And he, he kind of had a laugh and joke about it, but he did say he yeah, is there long term. Gentry Sunday, who's going to be part of the midfield for next season? Um, last season, I was a big fan of John Lundstrom. I think that over the season, um, he kind of it brought back his uh, his popularity with the fan base um, after a shaky start. I have to say, I, I, I always like to say that I backed him from the start last year uh, as, as one of the, the only few that did. Same with uh, Rabi this season. Um, it's hard because I, I, it's at Mum the weekend there. Um, I had a conversation with the guy sitting next to me. Um, there you go, there's my laptop. Uh, tell me its opinion on lunchtime. Um I, I said... I was speaking to my dad about his positioning and we were thinking, we had the similar kind of thoughts that why do we need to play two holding centre mids? Because um, I feel like Raskin can do exactly what Lundstrom does, but Lundstrom wants to do what he does as well. And we end up having two more defensive midfielders against Samirin. And the question is, why do we need to play two defensive midfielders against a team like Samirin? I think you should have, you could definitely have one holding. I think that would be fine if you want, if Michael likes to play a, a kind of holding midfielder, but you need to have two that want to go and attack. Todd certainly does like to go and do that. I think I'd like to see Nico stepping up a wee bit more, um, stepping up further up the park. It's he, he is quite a negative player in the way that he picks the ball up in his own half, and he moves it on. You don't see him making charging runs 30, 40 yards up the park, but that's not really his job. And I think if we were more concrete in what we want from him, um, then I think he would have he'd be out of the heat so much to say. Uh, so, so to speak, I think he'd, uh, he'd have a lot more of the fans off of his back. I think he is struggling with the kind of negativity he's getting this season. Um, 
because he does seem to play the easy ball just to just to get by. I think I think he needs to decide for himself because I don't think if if we're gonna if we were to change to having a one defensive mid and having two forwards uh, more, more attacking central mids then I think he certainly is behind Raskin. I don't think there's any debate about that. Raskin was in there before him, and if that's right all right for him, then he can stay. And if it's not all right for him, then he needs to move on for himself. See, I do agree with you that Raskin can do that role. But I don't think that's Rashton's best role. I think he is, you know, that box to box player, and you know, it, it's good to have different midfielders and different options. Uh, but I think you're right. Um, I think in terms of if it was um, for the number six, once comes down the, the pecking order behind Jack and Rashton, but there is an the argument that how reliable can Ryan Jack be to play 50, 60 games a season? Davy P, I'll, I'll come to you. Sticking with the. Uh, the discussion on the lineup. Um, I know you said you'd pretty much mirror the team that's going to be playing on um, the the semi final. I think that's going to be Alfredo Morelos leading the charge. Um, I thought he had a decent game uh, last Saturday. I think the question for me is uh, the two behind him, um, Malik Tillman. Uh, you know, I think. I think I said last week you're seeing the difference between Tillman and Camwell, where Tillman will still drift in and out of the games. Uh, whereas Todd Gantwell will just rush himself back in there. Um, so, but Tillman will pop up where odd moment are a class to justify it. Fashion Sakala, Michael Beale described him as erratic um, on the uh, on the press conference, and it may be a bit harsh because he got to go and he played his part in an assist as well. But what do you, do you see there to um, starting both on Sunday and the semi final? I would think that he would go with Tillman just because he has that bit of quality in the semi-final. But I think, uh, for me anyway, he would be viewing the semi-final as, as, as a as a 14, 15-man operation rather than the starting 11. So I think there may be a, a case to put Haji in on Sunday and uh, put him on and, and have him play instead of Tillman and just give maybe have Tillman come on later on if, if we're needing a wee injection of quality. So uh, I think that, that there will be some tinkering at the edges for Michael Beale with a view that, because I think Aji is a quality player. He's got the quality moments, you know, like Malik Tillman. So maybe it's time we uh, found out where, where he is. We, we need to find out where Haji is in terms of his, his recovery, because uh, obviously big decisions will be made in the summer. And, you know, we, we spoke this morning about you know, a potential move from Celta Vigo has been mentioned for Haji, and I think there would be other suitors for, for Yanis Haji. So maybe uh, it's time we could see him. But again, uh, if he was to put fashion in, and, and you know, fashion is the definition of, <laughs> you just don't know what's going to happen next. I mean, is, is that is that what erratic means? <laughs> but so you just don't know what you're getting next. But there's, so he, had, he has some options. But I, I would say, uh, maybe a plump for Haji, just uh, put them on, see what we've got. You know, they're going to come at us, but I think the quality will shine through in the end. You know, if it's, they will offer us blood and thunder, but I'm, I think quality will, should see that through. As, as someone's pointed out in the, the comments, attitude is key. We have to go there to want to win it and, 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 and match up, you know, to their physicality. So as long as we can manage that, I'm sure we'll see it out. But, It'll be interesting to see. I'll be interested in, uh, in in what Michael. I think we will get a wee in, insight into what 
Michael's Beale's thoughts are with the starting eleven on Sunday. Well, you know, obviously for next weekend, but you know, his uh, his continuing assessment of of the current squad to find out who goes and who stays. Because I think longer term, you know, I, I think there's a, a case that Ryan Jack may not survive the summer because he's his injuries. We need certainly need that player, and and so there are so many options for Michael Beale. But I think in terms of Lundstrom's kind of long term, you know, involvement with the squad, I think you mentioned it there a moment ago, Colin, box to box midfielders. So I, I don't think we should be playing St Mirren, Ross County, Motherwell, Dundee United, going to Ibrox with defensive midfielders. We should be playing box-to-box midfield players who can who can operate at both ends of the pitch. We don't need a centre-half to pass it to John Lundstrom to pass it to Borna Barisic. It just, just adds nothing. Just, I think David Held um, put a really good comment in the, in the comments um, and I shared it on the screen that I think the reason why we do see maybe um, one or two defensive midfielders is to encourage the full-backs to, to get for, further forward. And we did see that in, in periods um, in the game on Saturday where they almost mirrored the tactics we had in, during the 55 season where you know you had John Lundstrom dropping in almost as a third centre-half. The two centre-halves grow a bit wider and the full-backs are joining the attack. Um, I don't think we're quite as fluid as a team in doing that yet because that's really relying on the team pressing with aggression. And if you know if one of the centre centre mids are going to step into defence, you need Rashton and Campbell really driving forward with the ball. So I think that's maybe why it's in his thinking, but we're not quite there as a team yet. Hmm. I would think though that I mean against Dundee United we had Fletcher up front on his own. And so their ambition, you know, going forward was was Christ, almost zero, and and we continue to have you know defensive midfielders in the team. I would uh, I would be more looking to get people who can get up up the part and then back because I think we're more than covered in terms of the forward line that we're up against. So two central defenders, three central defenders. I think we could have two central defenders and have a fullbacks push on. So. Just a thought. David T, I'll bring you in. Um, so we started the conversation there about the two behind the strikers and there's big question marks over, over Ryan Kent and Teddy Bear, one of the one of our members um, and subscribers, he's saying, went ahead, are you hoping that Kent is out for the semi-final or do you want him to play? Obviously, I don't want any Rangers player to be out for a game. I'd rather we have the option or not. But I think the sentiment behind that is... <sighs> After what we've seen last week, um, we, we did get by with Kent. I don't. I think um, Curry said an erratic fashion Sakala is better than a shite Kent, and I don't really see Kent picking up his form. Do we look to Sakala, Tillman, even Hadji and Arfield? We've seen Arfield with that. Honestly, that signature late run um, for the the fifth goal for the next two games. Even if they're not starting, are these the options you put ahead of Ryan Kent? No, I, I don't think Ryan Kent's been been great all season. So to 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 start saying now he he'll he'll make a big difference in the the cup semi final. I very very doubt it. Can I just can I just go back for a second to David Herd's comment, uh, Colin? I, I totally agree with about that. That the end of the pod, David Herd. <laughs> I, I I I totally agree with him that. The two midfielders can cut in and, and, and 
take away any danger if the backs are upfield. But when you've got a, a, a central midfielder that's got a radius of, of 10 to 20 yards and doesn't move out of that radius, then it's very, very easy for a team to mark the other players and leave that player alone. Yeah, it's, it's great uh, having a, a, a defend the midfield that covers the defenders, but they also need to go into attack when it's necessary. And that's the problem with Lundstrom. It doesn't go into attack. So that's that. That's my answer to to what David. That's your answer, David. David play Ryan <laughs> Kent. Ask you about Ryan <laughs> Kent. You still yeah. managed to get the one some bashing. And as I said, I don't think um, I don't think Kent's been great all season. So I don't think that uh, that he's going to change much. It uh, can be on his game. It can be a game uh, a game winner. But I think. I think Celtic have got him now. I think I think they've got through to him now. I think they know exactly what he's going to do. I think they put players on him that, uh, that that's going to cut down to a minimum. And I, I think uh, I, I don't I don't think he's a person. But the, the problem is who who else have we got? Uh, Matondo until the weekend there, he never played a decent game. Well, uh, the, the only decent game he played was in the friendly at the start of the season, where he where he where he walked past uh, walked past where he where he, where he sailed past uh, about three defenders, and we were all thinking, "Oh, this is a cracker of a player," and then he never showed anything after that again, but until last week. And if if he can come on and onto a game, then that would be great. But um, the only the only other one that we could put out there is Cantwell, and. Uh, and, and leave, uh, leave uh, Kent out, and we can also also there's also the two striker possibility, but the Bill doesn't seem to want to be playing that. So yeah, I don't think I don't think Ryan. I, I have no reason to, to to put Ryan Kent in because he'll, he's going to change the game because I don't think he will. Andrew on Kent in general, um, that's. He's out of contact in the summer. He's heavily linked with Burnley. Um, you know, Burnley just got promoted to the Premier League. They they do play a they do like a fluid style of attacking football. They're going to be up against it in the Premier League. But I think Kent, but Kent, when you don't have the ball, he does a lot of pressing, a lot of the ball running. Um, when he gets the ball, that's probably been the issue for Rangers fans this season. Um, have you given up or hope on him being here next season? Um, well, I've kind of always been his biggest fan, even when he's had those poor games. And argue against the, the the people who say, "Oh, he doesn't do enough in terms of goals and assists." I defend him until this is my last breath, but it does look like he's gone. Um, I'm I'm less upset that he's leaving, and I'm more angry with the fact that we're making no money on him. In fact, we're making a gigantic loss on him for the money we spent. Um, that that I think is one of the most damning things of the the Ross Wilson era is that we didn't sell him on and we didn't manage to tie him down um, and we ended up losing him for nothing. Um, I'm not, the la- I'd love the last hurrah and that that would be the Celtic game where he's coming back from injury or whatever it is. Um, he's not. He might note that we've played well without him there against St Man and potentially against Aberdeen if he doesn't play. Um, and go as well. 
if I want to have a, a, a chance of being in this team with the running, then I need to perform to my best to get in. Um, but knowing the Kent that we've seen this season, if there is a deal that's done already, um, then I think he will just sit and wait and wait out his uh, contract. Uh, it's a shame. It really is a shame. Um, but I'd, I'd, I'd rather focus on, again, my, my main man, Rabi. Um, I've always always backed him. I think uh, I, I was fed up of everyone saying, oh, cut your losses, cut your losses. And, and uh, within the position that we are, I know Michael has said we have a, a nice amount of money to spend in the summer. Um, and he's happy with that. I still think we really need to focus on developing the players we have instead of cutting the losses and bringing in new players. Um, I think Rabi has a tremendous upside. Um, and if coached correctly, we could have a, a star on our hands again. I mean, there must be something. I mean, 11 million, what was it? 11 million to Schalke. Um, and I think uh, we've not seen the best of him yet, but we haven't seen much of him at all. Uh, I think we could... Uh, have a, a potential a Kent replacement there. I know he, he tends to play in the left most of the time. Well, I don't know really where we want to play him anymore, but before he came to the club, he was more of a, a right-footed left winger, similar to, to Ryan Kent. Um, so I'd hope that we could potentially have our, our Kent replacement in Matondo. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. David, how you roll, David? Yeah, the, uh, the, the thing was that though the Schalke supporters were happy that Matondo left because he, he didn't produce anything there either. And you can you can buy, I mean, we bought Ryan Kent for 11 million. We did have a return on Kent. I mean, let's face it, he got us through a lot of European games. He was absolutely brilliant in European games. But uh, Matondo never done anything at Schalke. And I don't know if you, if you probably, I mean, everything seems to think as soon as a player plays for Man City that he must be worth a fortune and they pay a fortune for him from Man City. But if you remember the boy, boy Roberts that played for, for Celtic, who, who I don't think anybody can forget the chance he missed against us, uh, he's turned out the same. He's, uh, he's, he's virtually nowhere now. I think I've seen him playing in the War Leagues uh, last week and whatever. Championship or even war, so Sunderland, uh, uh, Sunderland, yeah. Um, so uh, every every player that, that that comes through the Man City school isn't isn't great and isn't going to be worth eleven million. And I think that's the problem with Matondo as well. That it's not just us that that he's playing bad. It's uh, Schalke didn't hit it either. So that uh, you're, you're talking about now two or three years that he hasn't actually played decent football. It's you know um, I, I get what you're saying about Schalke were happy that they were um, they were drawn, but look how happy we were when um, when Diallo left and he's turned it up down south as well. And who's that? Uh, Umar Sadiq, you know, did, uh, why did he dive? Why did he dive? Um, but 
you know, I think we were all delighted when he went to fuck. And <laughs> I think when we were struggling for strikers last season, we probably would have took him with the form he was on. Um, Davy Pollard, I'll, I'll come to you. Um, the the concern, uh, biggest concern for me, I think we will get by with the midfield and um, the, the front three um, with the options that we have, even if Jack and Ken are out, and Jack as well. I'm a bit concerned with Connor Golson not being there. And we you have said this time and time again on the pod um, when he's been unavailable for whatever reason, that we realise how much of an influence he has on the team when he's gone. What's your thoughts in the in the centre half pair and, and would you change anything for Sunday if if we don't have Golson? Uh, I think Connor Goldson would be a huge miss. I mean, if not so much on Sunday, but obviously for the following weekend, if we can get him back on Sunday. <clears throat> so much the better, but I think just that the influence he has within the team and how vocal he is, you know, he's just a large character within that squad. And I think Connor Goldson probably typifies what what is required, the character, the kind of mentality that is required to play for Rangers. And I would put question marks over, you know, Ryan Kent, the, the guys, Rabbi Matondo, who's Shrinking, this is not for shrinking violets. Ibrooks is not the place for shrinking violets. So, if this is you know, if the what the guys in the terrace and are shouting at the, at the stands can knock you off your stride, you're, you're at the wrong club. Because you look at Ahmed Diallo, you know, and, and he's now at Sunderland, and as you're right, I mean, he's he's had a fantastic season where, where Roberts is as well. <clears throat> so, I think that so that the, that is required, you know, that you need to have the technical ability. I think you have to have a, a certain mindset to come to Ibrox and play in that atmosphere where you're not going to be intimidated by it. And I think Rabi Matondo has been intimidated by it. Where he can recover from that is uh, remains to be seen. But that, that's the, the the importance, and which is why you know coming on to Goldson, Goldson, you know, is such a, a big player because you know I think we. Uh, He's such a massive vocal character within the within the team, uh, <clears throat> captain in all but name. To be for me, and I think we would need more players like that. You know, it's the it's the Richard Goff type thing, isn't it? When they're <clears throat> they're big characters, they're not not easily intimidated. So I think in their new signings, I think Michael Beale has to kind of emphasise that you know that <clears throat> this is not for the faint-hearted. So. If, if you're a wallflower, then uh, maybe you find yourself another club. So I'm hoping that we we can have more of that type of character in our team, which I, for me, playing at Ibrox is probably as important as your technical ability, because not all the players who have displayed, you know, that mm-hmm. that strength of character, and I'm thinking, you know, players like John Brown, Ian Ferguson, maybe to a lesser extent, but you know, they, they are uh, good guys to have beside you in a tight corner. And and I think we need players like that. So <clears throat> hopefully we can get a few in in the summer. Definitely, <clears throat> and I'm going to come to that later on because there's a couple of questions around them. Um, the 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 summer overhaul um, that we need. But Andy, sticking with the centre half, I thought I've seen enough of John Suter over the last couple of games um, to be confident in that he can grow into the jersey and grow into the the player that we need him to be. I, I think he is uh, decent on the ball. Um, again, it's a Ryan Jack conundrum. He might turn out to be the best centre half we've got, but I don't know how reliable it'll be in terms of if he'll body if his body will hold up. 
Ben Davis, bit of concern. That's two weeks in a row. It's just a basic defending. For a centre-half, he's not a big fan of the defending, is he? Well, I don't know. Um, can I come in there, Colin? Because I, when I was when I was doing the studying for the the pod this morning, I actually seen it written in a few places that Beal was absolutely uh, not finished with with Davies, but was was not very happy with him, and that there's a, even a chance that William King might come in for the weekend. That's uh, that that was going round a, a few places that I was I was reading on so uh, and then there, then there's the rumour that uh, Rangers may be trying to be going to offload them in the summer which uh, which sort of uh, adds fuel, more fuel to the fire so that's uh, it, it certainly not doesn't seem to be pleasing fuel at the moment anyway Andy what's your thoughts on that way both Davis um, his performances and if he you know would you want to move him on in the summer I don't think we've really seen enough of him, to be honest. I know he's he's uh, he's not had the best few weeks. Um, and that's certainly not defendable. He has he had a poor game at Parkhead, and he he didn't have his best game at the weekend there. Um, I think we're still in a decent place in terms of who we have at centre back. Um, I'm happy with um, who we have. I'm happy with Leon trying to to steal one of the shots. Um, that's exactly what I want him to do. I want him to be in a position where. He's on. He's knocking on the door um, to be in the starting eleven. Um, I I want to stress that John Sutter and Ben Davies as a partnership has only been thrown together due to Connor Goldson's injuries. In an ideal world, that's probably not going to be your partnership because we all know what Connor provides. Um, did we see as many issues with uh, Ben's performances when Connor was beside him? Not really, in my opinion. I think um, he's certainly not a leader. Like that Connor is, I think he he certainly needs um I don't want to say talked through the game, but I think he he enjoys having the the kind of the solidity that Connor brings beside him. Um, I don't think I don't think it would be a good option to cut him at the end of the season. Um, he's still a defender on the kind of young side, shall we say? We know defenders can go on and on and on. Um, I think it does just shine light on how much. We really need Connor Goldson, and I, I, I was always one for keeping him when we were, we almost looked like we were losing him on on the free. I was really upset with that because of what he brings to us. We would have been spending a considerable amount of money to find a centre back that what does what he does. Um, John Shooter, I think, is again if he can stay fit, I think he can really do a good job for us. I think he is. It was outside of Rangers and Celtic, he probably was one of the best centre halves in the league. I think it was a good move to get him on a free because um, we would have been spending a nice amount of money if we didn't want him, uh, if we didn't want to get him on that free contract. If we were going to spend for him, we would have been spending a nice amount of money. Um, that's, I, I always back the the argument of like uh, being against the, the hatred of signing like, players from the league. We've seen it with Ryan Jack. He's been brilliant. We see how good players in this league can be. Lewis Ferguson is in the Serie A. You know, we like Josh Doyle. He was quite good. Um even our main man, who we, we like to hate, Ryan Portis, um, he seems to be getting quite good reviews down south, and certainly for the Scottish national team. There is certainly talent in this league, and I think we need to back it a bit more, and I think John Sutter is one they really should back. On the subject of the 
you know, of the summer um, transfers and or potential transfers. David Park will come to you to kick the ball off with this. David Heard, um is he's, he's his comment. He said that the manager said he wants five new players in the summer. What would be your number? So, you know, are we game a higher or lower? Is five going to be enough for what we need in the summer? Or do you think we need more? Oh, I would be going more than that. I would be going seven, eight, you know, different players, you know. So, uh, and we were speaking in, in this morning, myself and David were speaking about, you know, Ben Davis and, you know, his another confidence crisis, you know, when the last couple of games he's looked a bit wobbly. And, you know, we were saying, you know, with, with the benefit of hindsight, wouldn't wouldn't have been an idea to just have stuck with Leon Balligan and just passed on, on Ben Davis, you know, having forked out millions of pounds to get someone who's probably just about the same. And, and, and you know, now Ben Davis is a question mark now over his head. And so that doesn't represent progress for me. So I would be I would be ruthless. I think we've spoke about this before. I would be absolutely brutal in terms of uh, clearing people out. You know, so if, if Hadji's not going to get a game, get him out. Ryan Jack's injury prone, get him out. Scott Arfield, he's at the tail end, get him out. We 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 really should be turning the squad over and, and taking a, a risk on you know younger players, even from you know Scottish clubs or championship uh, first division players from England. I would be uh, I would be really really pushing the boat out in terms of turning the squad over because we pretty much know what we're going to get from this the current squad. <clears throat> there are no surprises left. In fact, there, there is the danger, you know, when, when Morelos will go, Ryan Kent will go, and you say, well, how dependable are they? Robbie Matondo, you know, look at his season. Obviously, we've got uh, players to come back from injury, but I think that Michael Beale's uh, comment last week, that harsh words, you know, that that was what I hung on, harsh words. And I think that they were probably directed at Ben Davis, but he wouldn't have been alone. But I think harsh words have to be uh, dished out to, to quite a few members of our current squad in terms of where they are, you know, and, and his plans and, and have their agent, you know, put the feelers out to find them a new home because I would I would be absolutely brutal. Because we're not, if we tinker at the edges here, then uh, we'll find ourselves, you know, back here. I think it's worth taking the punt because we've got a big season next season. It's probably the last season where we can win the league and get direct qualification for the Champions League because our coefficient is uh, is, is being eroded. So, I, I I would think we 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 take the gamble. We have to we have to take a few risks here. There's nothing is uh, is given. I, I think you make a real good point, David, about the players going out and. You know, I think there will be talent going out. I think um, players that can add value to this squad in terms of their playing ability, Ben Davis, Janice Hadji, John Lundstrom. And, you know, I'm a big fan of John Lundstrom. Um, the, but there may be a case where players who we can get a, a resale value on, they may go just to bring in first-team contenders because right now, whether you agree with it or not, not all of these guys are nailed on starters. So maybe a case that we do cash in. Glenn Kamara is another one. Um, David Thompson, I'll, I'll come to you for the next uh, the same question. Uh, what's your number? Is it five or higher than five? I'll be honest with the I think five 
solid first team additions or first team contenders. That's a lot to ask in a transfer window. I don't see it being much more than that. Um, I think I think being realistic, if we can get five quality additions and move on the deadwood and, you know, I would say the example I always use is the strong right goes and Fashion Sagala moves to the strong right role and we bring in somebody to to start every week. I think that's the kind of transition we need to see. What's your thoughts? Five or more or less? Well, Bill said himself, I think five, maybe six uh, players. I think we need a goalkeeper. That's that's one, so for, for certain. Um, I think I have got a feeling that, that Bill, the, the rumours about Davies uh, getting sold, I think, I think there's Something in that, I, I, th- I think that's a possibility. So I think Rangers would be hoping to get at least uh, three, four million back for him. And no, Kamara, I think we'll be hoping to get some a, a sum of money for him. Um, uh, right, I don't know how much you'll get for him, but you probably still get something for him. Uh, so I think we'll, I think we'll sell players to, to bring in money, and. Whether it gets enough, I mean, the players I've heard were talking about that they're all costing about four million. The, the right, the Honduran right winger that we're supposed to be to be going after. Um, yeah, that is, it's all going to cost money. The board have said that there'll be money if we need it, and yeah, we can only hope that that's the case. And, and no, I definitely listen. As I said this morning on the pod this morning. The Champions League is really, really imperative for us to, to qualify this year. If we don't, it's going to knock us back years because we just won't have the money to do it. This is a, the last chance. We've got a lot of money come in for, for Bassey sale, for the Champions League run, for the, um, the, the UEFA run. And if we don't spend that in, in players now, then it's going to be years again before we can afford it and this is a big chance we've got to get into that Champions League money and if we don't do that then I really fear and I think the last time we, we missed the boat by, by not bettering the team when we got to the final but then we should have bettered the team we should have sold Ryan Jack or no Ryan Jack sorry Ryan Kent and probably Morelos uh, but we kept them and we would have got good money for them and we could have regenerated the team. But too late now because they're, they're walking away for nothing and now we're, 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 we're trying to scrape the money together by selling, probably selling players like Kamara, who, I mean, what will Kamara bring in? Maybe four million if we're lucky. But um, again, I think there has to be a bit of context in looking at what these players have added to the squad. See, for 50 grand, and I know we pay wages on top of that. Fifty grand and some of the performances that Glenn Kamara's put in, and we're going to sell him for four million. Um, say that's a number. That's a great bit of business, and he's been a great servant over the few years. For every Glenn Kamara, you are going to have a a, a Kent or Morelos, and it's just it's how to balance it out that you know you you have more Kamaras than Kents, I suppose. Well, I don't suppose I'll surprise you. I'm going to totally disagree with you. We're not in a business to make money. We're in a business to win football games. We're in a business to win the league 
We're in the business to get as far as we can in Europe. Just because we've made six, seven million doesn't make mean a jot if you've not won anything. And that's the important thing. We need to win things. And it, it, whether Kamara brought, was brought in three and a half million, doesn't matter. What what matters is that we haven't won anything. We've won two two trophies in all these years. It's not good enough. We need we need players brought in. I don't care whether they whether they cost fifty thousand or or, or, or 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 two million. It doesn't matter as long as they're good enough to win trophies. And the players that, that we've got just now are not good enough to win trophies. That's been proven. And we need players that can win trophies. And and. We've got to push the boat out. I know we, we haven't got hundreds of millions to spend, but we need to spend every penny we can and get players in to get and that's, us. The- and that's my counter-argument, David, where, yes, I totally agree with you. The most important part is on the pitch and what happens on the pitch, but what we do with the accounts and their finances helps us do it on the pitch. So, you know, it's it's one of the areas I catch 22 to a balance. Our best talent staying there. But I think we do need to go to this model. And the model that we've seen with Bassey and, and Patterson, um, you know, we need to be doing that more. We do we, that is where we're, we're at. We need to buy low and sell high and in the meantime get a performance out of the players for however however long that they stay. Um Andrew, I'll, I'll bring you in in this one. Um what's your thoughts in the you know, both what me and David are saying, and again, back to David Heard's um, question, what is your number for the transfers coming in this season? I'd like us to go and do the, the, the kind of glitch in the football manager system to selling, selling high and buying really low. Um, and, and in an ideal world, would every club would do that. I, I, I was writing it down to my side. Um, on in, a, in an ideal world, I've had two strikers, a goalie, two centre-mids and two wingers for seven overall, but I don't see that happening. I can see us really struggling. And getting five, uh, I could, I would, I would take a striker definitely for losing Morelos. We need a goalie because I don't think Alan McGregor can. I, I'm struggling to stick by him to the end of the season. Never mind next year. Um, I sent him out uh, two wingers because we need a Kent replacement, and I hate to say it, but we still need a Candace replacement. Um, we have not had the right winger that's organised since Daniel Candace left, and it, it's it's ridiculous that that is the case. Um. So I'd say, I'd say realistically that the five is probably about right. Um, it all depends on who you bring in. I'm hoping that they're really working around the clock to to figure out who the five are. I mean, I've seen I've seen loads of names chucked about, but then Michael says that something along the lines of if you when we when we make the signings, you'll see directly how I'm linked to them. So I'm struggling unless I'm missing things of us signing Hondurans or. Or Greeks and stuff like that. I'm not sure how how Michael's linked to them. Um, so it's certainly a, certainly an interesting topic, and I'm, I'm hoping that come the summer time he gets it right. Uh, but again, I, with the way that financial fair play has been on our, our backside the last few years, I do think we're just going to have to deal with the the player trading model that we're going for. Um, whether we like it or not, it's the way that we have to deal with things because we're not Newcastle. We're not city. Uh, we just need to bite our tongues and try and just get on with it, and try and just do our best to get to do our homework on players we're bringing in. Uh, no, Rangers. Um, 
when we all get excited about players that Michael Beale's been uh, worked with before, it's going to end up being fucking Lyndon Dykes or something. Into, he'll be the marquee signing. Um, but you know that's that I'm seeing kind of mixed reviews in the comments, um, and you know, Davy Park will give you the last um, the last kind of comment in this uh, before we move on. Um, you know, there's kind of mixed so how much we need. You know, some people are saying we do need eight nine. Um, there's one particular um, listener saying that we're like years behind Celtic. I, I really can't buy into that, and I know I'm maybe the naive young romantic football fan, glass half full. I think um, if well, we just need to do our do our business better in the summer um, than what we have done the, the last few years. It's you know there's too many also runs coming in um, through the um, through the the windows. I, I think it's just if we nail every signing right, and I know that's hard to do. Then I, I've got real real hope for how this squad shapes up. Yeah, and I think David makes a really good point though there about uh, what what's what's this all about, and how many of the current squad you know in in their track record, Ryan Kent will Ryan Kent ever be in our Hall of Fame? And and the, the answer is probably no, and that's because in his time at Ibrox he's had two trophies, it's a two trophy hall, you know, and we've been looking we've been up against that mob when. You know, in the time that it's taken us to win two trophies, they've won 23. So we need to overcome that gap. We need to find a way. And if the player trading model is, over the last few years, is, is, is put in, as seen as that trophy hall, then I think it, it, it needs some refinement. There has to be an adjustment and all of that. We need players who will win. That's it. I mean, I remember Alec McLeish coming on the pitch at Ibrox, it was the 6-1 Dunfermline game and he came on at the end and he was talking about while we were waiting for the helicopter to bring the trophy to the stadium, I think McLeish is on the middle of the pitch giving us all his wee comments and he said, I vividly remember, you know, when I became manager of Rangers, he says, that, you know, the overall impression when he took over from Advoca, he says, I knew that when I came to this club that we had to win and I, I think we've lost a bit of that. I think we've uh, that is that edge is no longer there. That that level of desire is no longer there, and we seem to be our standards seem to have slipped. You know, so we all piss our knickers when we get twenty two million pounds for for Calvin Bassey, but you know, hey ho, is is that going to get Calvin Bassey into the Hall of Fame? Well, welcome. You know, come on down, Calvin. You earned this twenty two million quid. No. <clears throat> We've kind of lost the focus. Well, maybe we've not lost the focus, but it's certainly been a wee bit more blurred. We need to win. Speaking of Hall of Fame and Rangers greats, that lets me that lets me lead nicely onto a wee plug for a show drop tomorrow. Um, myself, David Thomason, and Mason Stewart. Um, we collated all your responses, over two hundred responses, uh, to the call to arms for who was your greatest Rangers captains. Um, so it's a list of fifteen, and we are running through that list. Um, that is for members only, and that will drop um, for. 4 p.m. tomorrow, um, we we discussed the first half and quite a difficult one to kind of um, navigate through in terms of why certain players placed where they did. But that's just um, if you will indulge me for a minute. 
a massive thank you to everybody who has subscribed them to Seto and Curry's comments in the comment in the comment section. Everybody is subscribing. I know it's only a pound a month, but it does go a long way and it's you know, people willing to put their their hands in their pocket to support the podcast. Um is really, really appreciated, especially when times are hard. So if you are interested in um supporting the podcast, you'll get our daily news show Monday to Friday every day. Um Every working day, I suppose we take the weekends off and then additional content as well. David T, uh, it was um, interesting the first half of the last winter. Yeah, very uh, <laughs> certainly some some I wasn't expecting, uh, and some some that I thought would be far higher that uh, that that were were down quite low here. Now we started by fifteen. So somewhere that I thought really would be far higher were, were between the, the, the 15 and the 10. And some that I thought would be uh, lower. Uh, no, one, one, one that I, I, I wouldn't agree with is, is, is quite near the top. So it's, uh, it's, it's quite an interesting list. It was, a, it was an interesting talk, uh, discussion. And uh, no, it would be good to listen to, I, I think, hopefully. People enjoy it. Aye, uh, we've, we've had some great captains, and we've, we've also had a few that, uh, that, to be honest with you, I couldn't even remember they were captains, but <laughs> some of them were so short. But, um, I mean, the likes of Stevie Davis was was on the list. And I'd, I Aye, think people Stevie need to pay for that content. Don't give that away for free. Oh, yeah. Spoiler alert, <laughs> Gavin Ray is actually number one. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and just um, while we're talking about, oh, fuck while, while we're talking about additional content, um, shout out, um, I don't know how he's wrote me into doing this, but myself and Curry and maybe another couple of our podders will be doing a live watch along on Sunday as well. So if you don't want to listen to the dross, it is Ian Crocker and Andy Walker. You can tune in and hear myself and Curry talk all the nonsense through the game um, and no doubt okay rangers will do something stupid and i'll be on follow for all meltdowns again in the monday morning but hey that's part and parcel of doing a podcast isn't it? Uh, that's as approaching can i just, just comment on one thing oh, no no it's nothing to do with going back to the back to the, the the discussion we were having i think rangers now have got to be uh 100 totally hard we offer people four-year contracts. That seems to be the done thing these days, unless you're Chelsea. Um, I think after two years, normally, they ask you, do you want to uh, another two years onto your contract? At that point, if a player says no, I think that is the time then to sell them. You're not agreeing to a new contract. Okay, sorry, doesn't matter how good you are. We need to get more money back on you. You need to go, and I think that's just got to be the way now. We, we, the, the way the way this is went with Morales and with Ken, and and it, and it was the same with Goldson at, at one point. The that we, we can't have, we can't afford it. It's as simple as that. No, I totally agree with you, and that's where, you know, there, there does have to be that balance, in, you know, getting value on the pitch for players and. You know, making sure we're turning a profit to reinvest, but that's um, that's us approaching now, Mark. Folks, that's um, I think that's been a good chat. We've went through quite a quite a bit. So as always, I'm going to ask you for 
and a goodbye to the listeners, um, which is the most important part, and pressure for a prediction on Sunday. Uh, kick it off, Andy. Thanks very much for coming on tonight, mate. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. Yeah, thanks, mate. Had good fun again, as always. Thanks to all the listeners, uh, all your comments. I'd hope that we're going to have a nice, easy win against Aberdeen this time. But after the last game, who knows? Uh, I'll go for 2-0. Uh, as long as we can keep Mioff's game do quiet, I'm sure we'll be just fine. 2 no. I'd you know what take uh, three points, get it nice and easy, done over the line, and take that momentum in the next week. More than happy with that. Always a pleasure having you on the Maverick as David Pollock. Good to speak to you, my friend. Hi, good con. And I'm just going to agree with Teddy Bears, who's just popped up with three one. So I'm uh, I'm also going with three one. Glasgow Rangers Nation, there's Owens already. He's agreeing with us, and, and as Curry, so I mean, apparently it's that's a four timer, so that's where the <laughs> get your money on it now. So there's number five, so I think you'd think we we planned this, we didn't. So it's, <laughs> so it seems to be three ones the consensus. You heard it here five times. Aye, and then David Hale's bringing us back down the earth, saying it's got to be a nervy 4-3 on Sunday with Morelos getting sent off and missing Sunday, uh, missing Hamden. Um, hopefully it's a bit more straightforward than that. Last and by no means least, um, the you know, the host of the today's uh, news show, uh, David Thompson. Thanks for coming on, my friend. Yeah, thanks for, for having me on. Just for the... Uh, the... 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 the Actually, isn't the top scorer? It's Duke that's a top scorer. So I think we, we've we've got to probably watch the two of them uh, if if they're both playing. Um, my prediction, I'm I'm actually going. To, I think it might be the same as uh, as as the last one. Uh, I think I think it might be three two. So I'm going to go that way. So I think it'll be a. I mean, let's face it. Rangers have always got these these games uh, at the moment where where we're we're sitting at the edge of the seat. We're, we're the best best team in the world to to keep the the fans on the edge of their seat to the last minute. So that's it's uh, that's uh, I mean even even against St. Byrne, it wasn't the last minute, but maybe about 10, 15 minutes to go, we we're all giving up or saying no, oh, no, this is nothing, and then. These substitutions were made. We were all going, oh, no, what's he doing? And all of a sudden, everything broke loose and we ended up winning 5-2. So uh, I think it'll be 3-2. And I think it'll be nippy bump time again. Christ, man. Honestly, it's, you know, if there's a hard way of doing something, Rangers will find it. And, you know, it usually coincides with fucking new pods. So the fact that we are doing a watch along on Sunday, no doubt, is going to fucking be a buying fourth game. Uh, but, you know me, I'm glass half full. I'm going to go three strud to the Rangers. Um, a nice, easy win. Get it. Three points down the road to three goals. So, um, I will wait and see. Me proves wrong. But until Sunday, folks, we'll be back again with the news show tomorrow for the subscribers. Until then, I hope you have a good weekend and your team wins uh, on, on Sunday. Take care. <laughs>